1: More country, more companies, I should say, in the private sector, to step up with vaccine requirements that'll reach millions more people. If you're a business leader, a nonprofit leader, a state or local leader who has been waiting for full FDA approval to require vaccinations, I call on you now to do that. Require it. Do what I did last month. Require your employees to get vaccinated, or face strict requirements. I do want to ask you something about you the, that you said to NPR today you said if the majority of Americans get vaccinated quote we could start to really get some good control over this as we get back into the fall of 2022 a year from now is that the best case scenario and what does control look like no you know I you know I, uh, Anderson I have to apologize when I listened to the tape I meant to say the spring of 2022 so I did misspeak and in the conversation with Mary Louise Kelly, she was saying, when do I think we're going to start to get some control? I said, if we can get through this winter and get really the majority, overwhelming majority of the 90 million people who have not been vaccinated, vaccinated. I hope we could start to get some good control in the spring of 2022. I didn't mean the fall. I misspoke. My okay. bad. OK, what, what does control? What does that what does that mean? Or what does that look like to you? Well, to me, that means that you have either the overwhelming majority of the population vaccinated, those who have been infected will have, and and have cleared the virus, will have a degree of protection, and we are recommending that those people also get vaccinated, because the degree of protection that you could induce in someone who's been infected, who has then recovered, and then vaccinated, is an enormous increase in the degree of protection. If we can do that with the people who have been infected, get them revaccinated, the people who are unvaccinated now, that 90 million people, get them vaccinated, I think we can get a degree of overall blanket protection of the community that as we get into the early part of 2022, getting through the winter, which could be complicated by influenza, by respiratory syncytial virus, that as we get into the spring, we can start getting back to a degree of normality namely reassuming the things that we were hoping we could do restaurants theaters that kind of thing but again there's a big caveat there anderson this is a very wily virus we thought we were going to have that degree of freedom as we got into the fourth of july and the summer and then along comes a soccer punch with the with the delta variant which is extraordinary in its capability of spreading from person to person so We hope we'll be there at the time frame that I mentioned correctly being the spring of 2022. But there's no guarantee because it's up to us. If we keep lingering without getting those people vaccinated that should be vaccinated, this thing could linger on leading to the development of another variant which could complicate things.
0: Like the 2022 election that's coming up. Could very well complicate that because you're going to start that uh, mail-in voting again and all that nonsense that you guys pulled last time for the 2020 election. So it definitely could complicate things. I'm in complete disagreement with Dr. Fraudji. I don't believe a thing that he says. I think he needs to go away. That's my opinion anyways. Something interesting about the vaccinated. I know that they're trying to blame all of this COVID spread and all the problems that we're having with these different variants on the unvaccinated. Funny thing about that. A study came out of Oxford University that shows that either of the two major vaccines being used right now to beat the Delta variant weaken within three months of being fully vaccinated. Uh, the study also found That originally they believed it was around an 85 and 68% efficacy for the two. Ultimately, they found out it's down to 75 and 61%. And they've had a large sampling of these people. They've sampled over 3 million um, people that have taken either AstraZeneca or the Pfizer vaccine. They also found in the study that fully vaccinated people, not unvaccinated, fully vaccinated people carry 251 times more viral load in their noses than unvaccinated people, which means they're walking around and potentially are asymptomatic because of the vaccine. But the viral load is so heavy in their nose that they become, for better or worse, super spreaders. So if you are vaccinated, you are now a super spreader of COVID-19. Congratulations to everybody that's been vaccinated, at least with Pfizer in America, because we don't have AstraZeneca over here. We have the Moderna and J&J. But if you've had the Pfizer, and I would assume if they tested Moderna and J&J, you're probably going to get similar results. Your viral load is 251 times more than an unvaccinated person, and again, that makes you a super spreader. So for all of you people out there that were giving a thumbs up and waved your hand, and I did a great job, I did my part to save society, I got the vaccine, you have just made yourself more lethal than ever. (laughs) It's just so Dumb. You wonder why they're pushing the vaccine so hard? Can you imagine being 251 times more contagious? You're sneezing, you're coughing, you're spreading the love. That's great. Gee, I can't imagine why they would want to do that or why it would do something like that. It almost seems, with what I said in the beginning that they want this to last at least till midterms, because I know that the House and Senate Democrats are scared. I know that they feel that they're going to lose their seats. Look what happened in Georgia. Herschel Walker came out and said he is running for a seat against Warnock. I would hope that he takes him out. I think he can. I think they're going to lose a lot of seats. The potential for us regaining the House and Senate looks better and better every day, especially with this entire debacle with the Afghanistan deal, plus all of the Democrats that are bucking the 3.5 trillion dollar human infrastructure, excuse me, deal, I'm thinking that they are realizing their constituents don't want this. They are not interested in their socialist ideas, and they're going to reject them ultimately in 2022. So nothing would suit the Democratic Party better than letting this virus last all the way until midterm so they could try to retain control of both the House and Senate. And just to put the icing on the cake, I wanted you to hear another clip that I have, and then I'll comment on it afterwards.
1: Well, and a question for you. I've heard you have not yet had uh, your shot. When do you plan to get it?
0: Sooner uh, I can, I will. The only sensitivity here, uh, Meg, is that... uh, I don't want to, uh, to to have an example that I'm uh, cutting the line, that uh, I am uh, uh, 59 years old, in good health, I'm not working in the front line, so it, uh, my type is not recommended to get vaccination. In case you were wondering what mongerloid that is, that is the CEO of Pfizer, who is not even willing to get his own vaccination, just like... The White House does not mandate working at the White House. You don't have to have a vaccine. It's not mandated, but they're sure ready to mandate it on all of us and to force it on all of us. But I thought it was pretty interesting that the CEO is not even willing to take it. Don't you find that a little bit odd? I mean, that raised my eyebrows. Well, if it's so safe and it's so great, why not take it? Well, like he said, he's 59, he's healthy, it's not really recommended for him to take it, but yet for all of us who are under the age of 65, you're out of the real bad red zone, oh, it's mandatory, you got to take it, or face penalties, or lose your job, or you got to face having your brain tickled every day, every week to show a negative test, because again, rules for thee, but not for me. Not to mention, look at what's happening in Israel. Okay, I I think I talked about it on my last podcast and went over it. I want to say it was my last podcast. Anyways, went over a lot of the numbers in Israel right now that the virus, even people that are fully vaccinated, it's killing them at an alarming rate. And if you really look at Israel right now, they're having an explosion. So if we are to follow what they do come winter, you think the summer surge was bad? The winter surge should potentially be catastrophic compared to this surge going by at least their numbers. And this is a country that's almost 100% vaccinated. They're one of the most vaccinated countries in the world, but yet they're still having all these problems, just like everybody else. That should speak volumes about how effective these vaccines truly are. Now, for something that I think is going to be very important in the future, if you're from Florida, you know all about it. If you're outside of Florida, you may have heard some of it. We're having a legal showdown right now about masks mandated in schools. To give you a quick backstory, Ron DeSantis signed an executive order banning schools from making masks mandatory for students to wear, and he wanted the power of that decision to reside with the parents. The Board of Education in Florida took a vote on it, signed off on it. It became law. Right now, you have eight counties. Within those eight counties, there's about 1.2 million students based upon the 2020-2021 school year. Um, They've been in court. The lawsuit started a while back, but they've actually been in court since Monday. We were supposed to get a decision by Thursday. However, the judge decided to do closing arguments on Thursday and render his decision this morning or sometime today. Some of the key points in the suit are the people that are suing Ron DeSantis, the parents that are suing him, are using the uh, Disability Act to go after him, saying that if they have children that have disabilities, that other children to protect their children should be forced to wear masks so that way their children are not being injured or become sick at school. The opposite side of that is it resides with the parents. So if it resides with the parents if masks are so protective then you tell your child to wear a mask and then all should be well. Not to mention some true statistics. Last year the uh, DeSantis team presented that school districts that had mask mandates versus didn't have mask mandates. If students had mask mandates in their school districts then the spread of COVID was at 4.8%. The ones who did not have mask mandates, the spread was at 5%. A difference of 0.2% is insignificant. So at least in my opinion, and I am obviously not a lawyer. I mean, that seems pretty silly to have a mask mandate in place if the spread is basically the same. Um, however, they both did bring medical doctors as witnesses. For the parents bringing the lawsuit, uh, Mona Maggett said, it keeps us from sharing our germs with you. It keeps you from sharing your germs with me. So, regardless of whether I'm vaccinated or not, or you're vaccinated or not, it's protecting both of us. Um, they also had state lawyers come in that told you the harms of requiring children to wear masks. And I'm going to massacre this name, fair warning ahead of time Bahachara Hara. And that's probably dead wrong. But That's where (laughs) it's, that's the best you're going to get out of me. Uh, If you look at the pre-COVID literature, it emphasizes that children need to be able to see faces in order to develop in many ways, many ways, including social development, emotional development, some evidence on language acquisition, especially with young children. I think he's making a great point. Uh, We've all had that concern. You know, for a fact, babies learn by facial expressions. That's their only way of communication. So I absolutely agree with that. I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I think it's very important how it does turn out. Number one, I think it'll set it off for the rest of the country. Will there be more legal challenges? Absolutely. You know they're not going to stop there. Uh, I think Palm Beach County already said that they were mounting up a legal effort to follow this one if it doesn't go their way, which to me would almost seem as if they know it's not going to go their way, but that's just speculation. I can't say where it's going to go from here. I also think it's wrong what the school boards are doing. What are you teaching these children? Aren't you supposed to be the people that are educating kids? You're better educating them. You're teaching them everything from science and literature to art. Some of you dirtbags are going with the CRT, but that's a story for another day. But you're supposed to be teaching these kids to follow directions, interact peacefully between each other, follow the rules and regulations. But no, you're, this is a law. They voted on it. It's state law. You can't mandate that mask. So what you're saying, at least from what I'm taking from it, is it's okay to break the laws you don't agree with. So is that what you're teaching our children? You should all be removed immediately. Now, one of the penalties that can be brought down on them is a loss of salary. It doesn't work the way you think it works. It's not like they're going to yank yank their salary. You're not allowed to do that under any circumstance. But what they can do is, in the equal amount of the salaries of the school board, they can cut funding to the school. Also, Ron DeSantis does retain the power to remove any school board member that is, I guess, acting outside of the law. He can actually go down there and tell all these people on the board, you're all fired except for the one person that voted against it and say masks. We should follow the law and masks should not be mandatory. There should be an opt-out program. Um, I don't know if it'll come to that. I think the biggest decision lies with the judge you know, today and see what he's going to say as far as whether, yes, you're breaking the law and they have to abide by it or no, they're not. If they don't, I can rest assured that every county in Florida is going to mandate masks. I'm sure of it because everybody is so gung-ho on this mask stuff, no matter how much data comes out, that they do not work. It doesn't matter. Everybody's so gung-ho on it. I'm sure all that stuff's coming back. Uh, I did see that the Saints are mandating that you show a vaccine passport. Where's your papers? Show me your papers. Um, Or a negative COVID test within 72 hours of their football game. Otherwise, you will be denied entry. You can't go to the game. Their Senior Vice President of Communications, Greg Benzel, announced that they've received all the necessary local and state approvals to host a full stadium of fans, and with that in mind, we are not offering a refund or opt-out option this season. So you bought season tickets ahead of time, and I don't know if you know anything about football, maybe you're not a big fan, maybe you just don't go to the stadium and you watch it on TV, maybe it's just not something you pay a lot of attention to. But those seats, depending on where they are located in the stadium, can cost some serious money for season tickets. So you're telling me that these people bought these tickets ahead of time with none of these policies in place. And if they choose that they don't want to be vaccinated and they're not interested and they don't want to get their brain poked at, you're telling me they're not allowed to opt back out, you refund them their money, no, they're going to keep your money. This is where we are at in America today. These Nazi vaccine passports that are being required because you choose as a free individual not to vaccinate yourself, accepting and understanding what the consequences of that could be. You are going to be persecuted and punished in every single way possible by this government until you comply. I can't believe we are at that point in society, but apparently we have arrived. Okay, changing gears a little bit from COVID. I have not heard a lot of people talk about this myself. I haven't heard it a lot. I heard, you know, news flashes of it, but I haven't heard anybody go in depth on this at all, so I figured I might as well throw it out there. I'm not the biggest voice, Maybe a much larger one will pick this up, but I'm going to tell you at least the way I see it. I think a lot of people are preoccupied right now with Afghanistan, so that's a big uh, issue, especially I saw Thursday. Well, today's Thursday. I keep saying tomorrow because this comes out tomorrow, so I'm trying to make it relevant to tomorrow. But I just saw some news flashes coming in that there were bombs around the airport in Cabal. so I know everybody's focused on that. But I thought this was important. Biden is hosting tech, finance, and energy CEOs for a security summit at the White House following a wave of cyber attacks. On the surface, that may sound okay, but I'm going to explain to you why it's not and who is involved in it in case you didn't hear the story, because like I said, I don't see it in a whole lot of places right now. So you remember we had the attack on the Colonial Pipeline and solar winds, we had the gas shortage for a little bit. Do we need to beef up cybersecurity? Absolutely my concern is who Biden has chose to beef up cybersecurity with. He planned to meet with CEOs from Amazon, Apple, J.P. Morgan Chase, Bank of America, Travelers, PG&E, Girls Who Code, and more to discuss ways to improve the U.S. cybersecurity breakout sessions will include energy water and financial service leaders in a discussion about critical infrastructure resilience this is the problem that i see i've done a i've mentioned this in my podcast i actually did a quick little video about it on my rumble account little joe's conservative corner on rumble public private partnership you see they continue to push that That is socialism, that is communism. Now we've transitioned where I think a lot of the people that are more in depth believe it's a totalitarianism is heading our way. The fact that they're teaming up with these people is not a good sign. Like I said, on the surface, it sounds good. Oh, you're going to protect America from cyber attacks. That's a great thing. Yeah, use all the biggest and best companies that have the most resources makes a lot of sense. Sure. It makes a lot of sense until it doesn't. They start partnering up with the government and they are an additional arm of the government in the private sector. What makes that dangerous is you see just like with vaccines in the private industry, you can get away with things that you certainly can't get away with in the government. So they end up using them to do their dirty work and push all the things that they know they can't get through in government. And it ends up being basically a part of the government. And I think what's happening right now is extraordinarily dangerous. And I wish more people were talking about it because they are partnering up with too many people. You're partnering up with the biggest in the world. And ultimately, most of these companies control everything. I think the only financial institution in here that I didn't see is BlackRock, who controls more than pretty much all these companies put together. And I'm sure just because I don't see them in a report anywhere does not mean that they are not part of it. I'm sure they are. But you have to pay attention to this. It's more dangerous than you would believe it is. And this is not to scare you. This is, I'm not, I'm not into all that fear stuff. This is knowledge is power. See it for yourself. Go look for it. Pay attention to it. So as things unfold, you'll see what they are doing. Don't let it come in through the back door and then you're surprised at the end of the day. At least if you know about it, you're aware of it. It's something to keep an eye on because this whole situation, I don't see this ending well. I see this ending in a very bad way, but something I wanted to bring up because again, I have not seen a whole lot of the bigger commentators or anybody talk a whole lot about it unless I missed it. Um, So something that you might want to pay attention to. Uh, If you like what you're hearing, please rate and review me helps me out greatly, I very much appreciate it. If you'd like to reach out to me, please go to littlejoescc.com You can go to the contact section and leave me a message, positive or negative. All are welcome. Uh, Also, every Friday, I drop a new video on Rumble. You can check out a new video of mine on Rumble. Again, they're just meant to be more poking fun at things. They're just a couple minutes long, so it won't take much of your time. You may get a laugh out of it. You may actually find some information out of there that you didn't think you had. Otherwise, I hope you have a great Friday. Hopefully things in Afghanistan will get better before next week or before the 31st deadline that the terrorists are already threatening us. And I don't know why Joe's accepting that. Well, he's an idiot. Um, Otherwise, have a pleasant weekend. Enjoy the time with your families. We'll do it again on Tuesday.